Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. A prominent pastor in Florida's capital city is rebuking the actions of Governor Ron DeSantis, so much so that he announced plans to leave the Republican Party. I pray that God would touch this government. He's running for president, but I'm running to save lives. Amen. However, one Republican says he's a little skeptical about the Reverend Sermon. He gave money to Andrew Gillum in the last election, and somehow his, his fury at Governor DeSantis today is somehow an indication that Governor DeSantis is failing. And Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried says she is going to keep asking the Senate to not confirm Florida's Surgeon General. What he has done in the last few weeks since he has been here to the state of Florida has spread misinformation has continued to increase the political rhetoric around masking. Today's Sunrise interview is with Republican State Representative Alex Andrade, who stands behind Florida's Surgeon General and his right to refuse to wear a mask. Andrade says he is tired of Republicans being accused of being heartless because they oppose government intervention of mandates. We've got all that, including other top stories trending around the state and capital. Plus, we have your calendar of political events and so much more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, October 27th. Today is Black Cat Day, Navy Day, and National American Beer Day. On this day in 1962, after much posturing by both sides and the world living in fear of a nuclear holocaust, the United States and the Soviet Union agreed to a plan to end the two-week-old Cuban Missile Crisis. And in 1970, the Controlled Substance Act became law, which classed marijuana, heroin, and LSD, among many others, as Schedule I drugs, meaning they have a high potential for abuse and the drug has no accepted medical use in treatment in the United States. That's still according to the DEA. Four years into Florida's medical marijuana program, and still no black farmers have obtained grow licenses, and now the state has jacked up fees. And the fact that the Department of Health has released one application and has doubled the application fee, where we know that there is historic, systemic racism when it comes to our lending practices and our banks, and hard enough already for these communities to have access to capital. And so what do we do? We increase the fees. On Tuesday, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed called on Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Latipo to reconsider recent fee changes she says are discriminatory. I'm asking the Department of Health to revisit this emergency rule that has taken them five years to put out an emergency rule and to now go back and to fix this. If anything, the fee should be decreased or minimized to almost zero which is what we have seen in other states across the country who have recognized that we have a social justice situation across our country and have tried to do better, but not here in the state of Florida. 
Instead, we are moving backwards. However, Freed, who is also a Democratic candidate for governor, is in an interesting position. While she's asking the Surgeon General to reconsider, she also doesn't think Dr. Joseph Latipo should even be in the job. The Surgeon General tweeted a statement on Tuesday explaining that he can't communicate clearly when half his face is covered. He expressed sadness over Senator Tina Polsky's cancer diagnosis, but said having a conversation with someone while wearing a mask is not something he find productive, especially when other options exist, he said. The Reverend R.B. Holmes of Tallahassee's Bethel Missionary Church weighed in on the issue. For our talk top doctor to not honor that request is disrespectful yeah. and dishonorable. Holmes, a registered Republican, says he plans to change his party affiliation to independent today. And the governor, you are better than this. Mr. Co Mr. Education Commissioner, you are better than this. Mr. Surgeon General, you from Africa, well, on the continent, people are dying daily from this virus. Holmes also is chair and organizer of the statewide vaccination community education and engagement task force, which has been working to help black communities and other people of color get over their vaccine hesitancy. Today's Sunrise interview is with Republican State Representative Alex Andrade, who represents House District 2, which covers the Pensacola region. He stands in defense of the Surgeon General and is speaking out against the narrative that Republicans are heartless for fighting against mask and vaccine mandates. Representative Andrade, welcome to Sunrise. A lot has been going on and a lot is being said. What do you make of Florida's new Surgeon General? Uh, I think he's a highly qualified physician um and i think he was a great selection by governor DeSantis. um you know i think uh you know when he's giving his professional advice and recommendation and it doesn't match up with uh with some people's kind of political stances it's become kind of a rorschach test about who actually cares about the science and who cares about you know facts in relation to COVID 19 and government responses to it um, so I think he's a he's a great person to be able to, you know, establish what's what's real and what's fake. And he's a great person to kind of, you know, push aside some of the, the fear mongering tactics and data manipulation that goes on every day in the media. Do you see any problems with his stance with regards to the vaccine and masking or just respecting other people's <clears throat> wishes with regards to their wish for masking, knowing wearing the mask does reduce the transmission of COVID-19. So um, you mentioned his stance on vaccines. What specifically in his medical stance on vaccines are you referring to that I would even possibly find troubling? He doesn't think they are entirely safe one of his most recent statements was that we don't know what's in the vaccine. So he is calling into question the safety of the vaccine. We, we don't know all there is to know about yet, no matter what people on TV tell you. It's not true. We're going to learn more about the safety of these vaccines, right? Um, so, I mean, this isn't the first vaccine to show, uh, you know, evidence of, you know, it causing myocarditis, you know, and other health consequences, other health side effects to some people. 
Um, you know, vaccines do ramp up your immune system and people, um, depending on their health conditions, when your immune system gets ramped up, you have different, different effects. Um, and yeah, this is the first vaccine of its type. You know, some people, you know, this, this isn't one, this is a respiratory illness, much closer to the flu than something like chickenpox, which is relatively stable and doesn't mutate. So, I mean, he's giving a scientific perspective. My father-in-law is an infectious disease doctor here in, in Pensacola. He's treated every single COVID patient um, since the beginning of the pandemic. Like the second COVID identified COVID patient in Florida, the second identified um, infection, you know, came through his hospital and he was, you know, tasked with treating that person. Um, you know, it's a mistake to inject like medical debates about treatment into policy debates where people expect you to live in black and white all the time. So bringing it back to um, the encounter that everyone's talking about, the Surgeon General and Senator Tina Polsky. What did you make of that encounter? What did you make of his response following the statement that he issued? I thought it was a very measured and, and you know, well, well stated response, you know. Um, you know, we're at a point where everyone's kind of fed up um, with, you know, hysteria, COVID hysteria. Um, I wasn't there for the back and forth between the two of them. Um, you know, Senator Polsky has attributed certain statements to, to, to him that he says were never made. Um, so I don't want to, you know, judge something on half facts and innuendo. Um, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, pictures and video of her being very comfortable around other people uh, not wearing masks on that same day. Um, you know, but again, I'm, I'm just reviewing the evidence. I'm not, I, I really do try and avoid casting judgment on either person, um, in that circumstance. Details of like what exactly was exchanged aside, cause no one's disputing that the, the actual event occurred, um, not having the mask being worn by the surgeon general. Are you not concerned that him not being able to comply with that simple request? No. He didn't say masks don't work. I mean, I, I'm not concerned at all. He didn't want to wear a mask, so he didn't. He didn't go into the room when she said he had to. He had to put a mask on to be in the office. Um, you know, again, I'm not. Uh, you know, I can't put myself in his position or her position. Um, you know, my understanding from his statement is he offered several different accommodations to still have a conversation with the senator. Um, and um, hopefully she takes him up on some of those offers in the future if she you know, wants to get to know him and his stances a little bit better and policy positions that the governor is putting out. Reverend R.B. Holmes had a press conference today. What did you make of that? I saw your tweet calling in to question his campaign contributions over the years. You know, I think that there's this kind of trope, um, especially from, you know, certain wings of the media. Um, about, you know, a registered Republican is, is, you know, breaking ranks and, you know, uh, denouncing the current state of Republican politics and leadership. And, um, you know, as a, you know, a skeptic by nature who really prefers evidence to, you know, emotion, I, I just looked up campaign contributions and um, Reverend Holmes has given 
nearly $10,000 to Democrats in the past decade and not a dime to Republicans. Um, so it's, it's interesting that um, him changing his party affiliation now is, is newsworthy, given the fact that the governor, he gave money to, he gave money to Andrew Gillum in the last election. And somehow his his fury at Governor DeSantis today is somehow an indication that Governor DeSantis is failing. I have a hard time believing Reverend Holmes voted for Governor DeSantis. So it's just another opponent criticizing an opponent. Um, you know, I just I don't buy the the trope about, you know, someone breaking ranks. I think we can all acknowledge at this point we're. Uh, so divided as a country that someone actually breaking ranks should be newsworthy, but the kind of false narratives they get pushed out by, you know, not actual members of the party breaking ranks needs to kind of stop or, you know, people might not trust the media, you know, who would want that? Well, Representative, thank you so much for taking this time to speak with me. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't ask? No, I mean, again, being anti-mandate doesn't make you anti-vaccine. Um, being anti-mask mandate on children doesn't make you anti-mask. Um, you know, I can acknowledge that masks have a certain effect and still say that it's not my responsibility or my job or my role to force someone else to wear one. Um, you know, I think we're entering like the golem phase of American power and control. Um, and we're seeing a lot of government officials around the country who've gotten very comfortable being kings for a day for way too long. And it's going to be very difficult for some of those people to give it up. That's why I'm very grateful to live in the state of Florida, where we have a governor who even acknowledges that it's not his role to govern by fiat. So if he wants to get something done, he's got to go through the legislature unless there's an actual emergency declaration in place. Um, you know, we have a governor that respects the separation of powers and um you know, I'm relieved to live in a state that still understands that. Do you make that statement keeping in mind the deaths and how serious COVID-19 is and how transmissible it is when you're saying not wanting to wear a mask? And it's like, what about for the greater good of making sure another person, you may be healthy, but the next person next to you may be compromised and could get sick by you deciding not to wear a mask? Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you can't infer that I'm heartless by saying it's not the government's role to force something. I mean, how about the 80,000 missing children um, when we had school shutdowns? How about the heartlessness of the teachers union in other states forcing school shutdowns for a far greater extent of the time? How about the hundreds of thousands of kids that were put in terrible positions without food because of that, those political positions? How about the you know childhood rates of you know self-harm going up, of obesity going up, of depression going up? Um, no, it, it's it's imbecilic to accuse me or any other Republican of being heartless and not concerned about people's lives because we oppose government intervention and mandates to the complete disregard of every other circumstance in people's lives around the country who've suffered because of government responses to COVID-19. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think most Republicans are getting fed up with it. I'm tired of being told I have blood on my hands every single day for the past two years. That's a ridiculous accusation to make, especially for, for folks like me who've just been fighting to help people keep afloat, keep roofs over their family's heads. Um, it's just our 
public policy positions and approaches differ. But statements like that are the reason why we continue to dehumanize each other and see each other as less than. I'm allowed to disagree with you on a public policy position and still be considered a human being. And when you say things like that, you dehumanize me and you make it more possible and make people more comfortable in causing violence against people they disagree with. It's a ridiculous statement to make. Special thanks to Representative Alex Andrade. Here's your calendar of events. The Osceola County Legislative Delegation will meet as it prepares for the 2022 legislative session. The Florida Public Service Commission will hold a workshop about rules for utility pole inspection and monitoring that's at 9. Several state leaders are scheduled to speak during the first day of the Florida Chamber of Commerce's Future of Florida Forum. Speakers will include State Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas, Attorney General Ashley Moody, U.S. Senators Rick Scott and and Marco Rubio, and State Senate President Wilton Simpson, among others. The event is at the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress in Orlando. And the Visit Florida Marketing Council will hold an online meeting to discuss places to go. That's at 1. To round out the news, remember all of the drama in Miami. City commissioners ousted their police chief after six months on the job. Commissioners complained when Art Acevedo said things ran like the mafia. Well, now that he's been kicked out, Miami Commissioner Joe Carollo welcomed the new interim chief, Manny Morales, by playing a popular soundtrack from The Godfather. Thank you, everyone. Definitely not ideal conditions, but I, I, I'm, I'm honored and humble. I have been a, a servant of the city of Miami. Oh! <laughs> I've been a, a, a humble servant of the, the city of Miami for 28 years, and I look forward to the next chapter. Um, I look forward to getting to know the residents, the visitors, and, and the administration on a deeper level. Um, and uh, like I said, I, I, I welcome um, everyone in the city uh, to share their thoughts. Finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.